Missouri, the West Gold Coast, Australia, Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Mega Anderson Show. On today's episode, we're going to be covering the main event. Uh, the vacant flyweight belt is on the line of UFC Fight Island 2, our second uh, second fight night card coming from Abu Dhabi. And man, what, what bizarre circumstances around this fight. Obviously, we've got uh, Davidson Figueredo versus Joe Benavidez. They're rematching. They both fought on UFC Norfolk uh, back in February of this year. A uh, lot of controversy. Uh, Figueredo coming in, missing weight. Uh, so he was not eligible to have the belt if he won. But if Joe won, he was eligible to have the belt. Didn't win, uh, Joe didn't win, uh, lost by second round stoppage. And if you look at a lot of the interviews, particularly on, on Benavidez's side, this is very emotional for him. He, there's there's a lot of bad blood here. He's wanting to, to put on a show. And I'm really, really excited to see how both of these adjust. Joe obviously coming in with a massive, massive resume. Uh, fighting some of the best in the world. Uh, he's got fought, fought Dominic Cruz, um, Tim Elliott, Ali Bogatinov, uh, Henry Cejudo. He's going to win over Henry Cejudo, uh, Sergio Pettis. Um, you know, this is a guy that has been fighting for a very, very long time at the high level. Obviously, coming into that last fight, and if you watch that fight, I would really, I, I really want to see Benavidez be a little bit more patient. He is the, the shorter fighter, both in height and in reach, and and he does, he does, he cannot match the power of Figueroa, particularly in that close range brawl. And I think, I think Joe was so emotional because of everything that happened with the weight cut and all that kind of stuff that he he went into that fight emotional, and he just tried to. They, they tried to, to trade in the pocket. Um, if you watch the fight, it's it was literally just two tiny tornadoes just trying to kill each other from the first the first second of the first round to when it stopped. And I, I really want to see Joe be a little bit more patient, not let those emotions get to him, uh, pick his shots, work his entries, work his wrestling. He's so good on the ground. Um, he's got very good chain wrestling. But, uh, you know, I think with Joe is, is, is when he gets emotional, he wants to strike and he wants to trade in the pocket and he cannot do that against somebody like Davison Figueredo, who clearly has the power advantage, uh, particularly in that close range uh, area. Uh, Davison Figueredo, on the other hand, also comes with a, a very, very lengthy win column uh, of his last... He's only got one loss to Juicia Formiga. That was by unanimous decision in his fifth UFC fight. Um, so he's four, seven and one in the UFC. And obviously he hasn't fought the 
level of competition that um, Benavidez has, he has really set himself apart, particularly with being able to finish his opponents. And, and at the 125 pound division, there is not a lot of finishes in that division, just because they're, they're so evenly matched. And then like, and, and one thing that Figueredo does a really good job of, of mixing his striking and utilizing those power shots, but also integrating it into his wrestling. And he has a lot of a lot of submission finishes. He's got very, very heavy top control on the ground. Um, so I think, I think for for Davis and Figueroa in this fight, he really needs to stick to his game plan. Like make it a brawl, make it emotional. He know he has, he knows he has the ability to uh, to go the distance. He knows he has the ability to finish Benavides. I think, I think if, if Benavides is a little bit more patient, those uh, those big swinging wild punches aren't going to be there as much as they were in the first fight. So he's gonna, so Figueredo is gonna have to set up those strikes a little bit better. Um, but if he can draw out that emotion from Benavides, I see the fight potentially going very similar. Um, I think Joe's style, even though he is he is improving and, and, and adding more tools to his table, like he, his timing is hasn't really changed. He's, he's very he can be at times predictable with his movement. And I think if Davison can can get a get a read on that, it's gonna be a very easy night for him. Whereas if Joe can start blending, not stay in the pocket, in and out movement blend in those takedowns and even if he doesn't get the takedown use it to close the range throw a couple strikes then he's back out constantly moving he's not letting Figueredo set his pace catch his rhythm catch his timing I think he can uh you know come away with the win here but this is a uh, I'm glad that they rematched this fight uh straight away I think that was the most logical decision to make uh hopefully Figueredo makes weight uh from what I heard he got into Vegas at 135 pounds, so he's only got 10 pounds left to lose. So hopefully that comes off nicely. Um, if it doesn't, oh my God, the bad luck for Joe Benavides. Hopefully it can turn around. But uh, I think this is a great fight uh, for the rematch. And, and I, I really hope that after this, the division starts moving again. I feel like because of everything what happened, the first fight, coronavirus, now rematching. Hopefully after this, they can start matching some number one contenders, start getting some new contenders for the title, particularly now that Cejudo is gone. Um, I think this is a really exciting time for the flyweight division. Some of the most exciting uh, fights, in my opinion. They're so fast. They're so technical and they're all so highly skilled that um, I think this is a really great time for the flyweight division. But let me know who you got. If you got Team Benavides or Team Figueredo. And man, what a what a must must win fight between Calvin Gastelum and Jack Hermanson. Calvin obviously coming off of his losses to Darren Till and Israel Adesanya. 
really, if he wants to to talk about being in title contention again, he, he has to win this fight. You know, uh, obviously fighting Izzy for the title. The, I think it was the interim title then. Uh, fight of the year candidate. And then going into that split decision loss to Darren Till, even though he did look good, obviously wants wants to get back into the win column. And I think for for Kelvin, if you look at his fighting style, he has this very uncanny ability to uh, lull you into his type of fight. His type of fight is he kind of kind of sits back a little bit, he kind of waits, he's kind of patient, and then he explodes into those those you know big power punches, those big combinations. But the time between those combinations, he it is so long that he allows his opponents to start doing what they need to do. They, he gives them an opportunity to go to work when he shouldn't be. And I think coming coming off of these losses and looking to go into this fight with Jack Manson, I really would love to see him be a little bit more active. Uh, utilize some of his wrestling. He was a college wrestler. Like he, he has such great wrestling pedigree, but he never uses it. I would love to see him him utilize his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu here. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt, very high-level athlete on the ground, but never uses it. Um, but even with the stand-up, with somebody, you know, let's you have a slight, a slight reach advantage. Uh, slight, I say slight, it's like five inches uh, between Jack and Kelvin. He has to, he has to close the range and keep it there. What Kelvin has a tendency to do sometimes is, is he explosively closes the range, but then he lets them reestablish the range which then he's going to do all this work to get back on the inside. I think with, with this fight, I would love to see Calvin pick it up a little bit more, um, be a little, more, a little bit more aggressive consistently, not just in spurts throughout the fight. Um, I would love to see him, him pressuring heavy, high volume, like look, look for those takedowns. And, and even if he doesn't get the takedowns, look for it to close the range so he can throw his combinations. And he's got those powerful, powerful striking that he has that one punch knockout power. So, so I would really love to see him really set up those shots instead of just waiting to counter too much. Jack Hermanson, on the other hand, obviously coming off of that loss to Jared Cannonier. But before that, he was on a four-fight win streak, was a very highly touted prospect in the middleweight division. And I think I think one thing that really exposed him in that Cannoneer fight, so a lot of, I would say in his last 10 fights, only two fights have gone the distance. So, and only one of them, one of those, one of those 10 fights, or eight fights that were a stoppage, only one of them went outside the first round. So of, of his last couple of fights, he's fought Souza and he's fought Cannoneer. And I think with the Cannoneer fight and, and with a lot of his fights is Jack comes out and he's very aggressive. He's, he's an incredibly fast starter. But when you come up against people who have very good cardio, who can weather the storm, he starts to slow as the fight progresses. 
And that's kind of what happened in the Cannoneer fight is he come out so fast, throwing bombs, throwing everything but the kitchen sink at Jared, um, looking for the takedowns, not getting the takedowns, utilizing a lot of energy to get the takedowns and, and, and it's just, and it just didn't work. So he started to slow and he ended up getting finished in the second round. So for Hermanson, I would love to see him come out and be a little bit more patient, pick his shots. I will be very, very intrigued if he tries to take uh, Gastelum down because Gastelum has some of the best wrestling in the division, but he never utilizes it. But that's kind of what got him to where he is now, uh, particularly on the Ultimate Fighter. But I'm going to be really interested to see if if Hermanson tries to take Gaslam down because uh, Hermanson has a lot of finishes on the ground. He's got a couple of guillotine chokes, a lot of ground and pound finishes that he, he's very known for being a lengthy striker, but he's actively pushing for the takedown to take it to the ground. So it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to do that. And if he isn't, how he's going to adjust to Kelvin's striking style, because he has a very, very fundamental boxing style. He's very explosive when he enters the pocket. Uh, but lead leg heavy, I see leg kicks being very, very important for uh, Jack here in this fight. I think leg kick heavy, looking for those teeps. Uh, keeping the range, utilizing his, his jab and then snapping that jab very well and, and keeping that range, I think is going to be so important here for him. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm very excited for this fight, also considering we have the Darren Till-Rob Whitaker fight happening next week. So I think the winner of this fight potentially could be fighting the winner of that. Uh, if Kelvin wins and Darren wins, um, I, I don't see them rematching, but I think if, if Calvin wins and Rob wins, I would love to see that fight. No, they were supposed to fight before, but it was never able to happen. Uh, I know Rob had to withdraw due to injury. Um, if Jack wins, I like both both the Darren and the Rob fight for him. It would be the next, next progression, but this is a must win for both of these guys if they want that title shot because I think a win here, one more win over maybe maybe the winner of, of next week. And I think they're back they're back in, in title contention, their number one contender. But this is a very integral fight for the for the middleweight division. I think it's I, I huge props to Mick Maynard for uh really developing the middleweight division. I feel like a couple of years ago it was kind of stalemate. There wasn't really a lot of fresh blood um coming up through particularly the top 10, top five, whereas now you have all of these great up-and-comers um, that are, are putting on great performances, they're being built very well, and and I feel like the middleweight division is so exciting again, and, and huge props to Mick Maynard, who was the matchmaker for that, but this is, uh, this is a big fight for the middleweight division in our co-main event for UFC Fight Night, Fight Night 2. <laughs> UFC fight, fight island too. Uh, but let me know who you think you've got in the comments. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share the video. But thanks, guys. I'll uh, I'll see you.